Hello, Bettys. Welcome to the show. Before we get to our guest today, I just wanted to let you know that we have such an epic list of guests coming up in March. We are talking about menopause. We're talking about autoimmunity. We're talking about muscle building. We're talking about recovery practices. And I don't want you to miss any of it. Even if you are listening to the podcast, you may not necessarily be subscribed. So you're going to have to manually go into your podcast app and press play. I would love for you to hit that subscribe button so that you are getting the podcast as they are released. It's going to make me oh so happy to know that you are a subscriber of the pod. You are officially a Betty in the Bettyverse. And of course, you are never going to miss an episode and be the first to know when it drops. Thank you so much. You know, this is not a new human phenomenon. And there is thankfully a cure for the stress pandemic. And it is meditation. And it's been around as long as humans have been around. And so there's nothing new age about this. There's nothing newfangled about this. Humans have had to be resilient since the beginning of time. Humans have had to have a way to get out of fight or flight and into what I call stay and play. And if you look at the indigenous peoples of any culture of any geography, they had different tools to change their neurochemistry, to de-excite their metabolic rate, to become resilient in the face of adversity. Welcome back to The Better Podcast with yours truly, Dr. Stephanie Estima. This show is for high-performing women who want better bodies, better minds, better relationships, better sex, and better families, and want to hear from a woman that can take the complex science and make it easy to integrate into everyday life. Every week, I'll be giving you access to world-class scientists, medical doctors, plastic surgeons, professional athletes, Olympic gold medalists, Hollywood actors, parenting coaches, sex experts, and psychologists. I am always looking to answer this question. What are the simplest things that we can do today to get better tomorrow? I am part geek, part magic, and it is my mission to be the voice for women. Let's get better together. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Better with Dr. Stephanie. I am your host, Dr. Stephanie Estima. I have a real treat for you today. I asked my very good friend, Emily Fletcher, who is a previous guest on the podcast. She was here for episode eight, and I asked her to come on and do a special mindfulness meditation and manifestation session for you today so that we can start harnessing some of the tools that are going to help with our mental fitness, mental acuity, mental resilience, and mental grit. This time has been unprecedented and people's limbic systems have literally been hijacked and we are operating out of terror and panic and fear. And as Emily so eloquently states in our pre-chat before we get into our meditation session, that while we don't have a cure for the virus, we do know that there is a cure for stress and this panic that we are experiencing. And that cure is meditation. So Emily walks us through a robust, juicy mindfulness practice, and she leads us then into meditation and then holding space to manifest our dreams. And this is a, an episode I would recommend you save, you download it to your phone, you listen to it multiple times if need be. And she is offering as well for those of you that want to learn how to go deeper and to learn more, 50% off of her course. So I will have those infer that those details in the show notes. And of course, if you want to access the show notes, 
co forward slash show notes, and I will have all the links there for you. So sit back, enjoy, find a place where your spine is supported, your neck is free, and enjoy this wonderful tool for you to be helping with your mental resilience during this time. I love you all, and I hope that you find this useful. Without further ado, please enjoy this mindfulness and meditation session with the one, the only, Emily Fletcher. I am a huge fan of the Bio Optimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next level. I'm often asked like, well, what are the types of magnesium we should be looking for? So there's magnesium chelate and citrate and bisglycinate and malate, sucrosomial, taurate and orotate. They have various effects on the body. Bisglycinate, probably the most bioavailable and most absorbable. Malate, it's found naturally in fruits, helps with migraines. Chronic pain has been shown to help improve depression. Magnesium citrate uh, helps with arterial stiffness. It helps with maintaining a healthy weight. Magnesium chelate is important for muscle building, recovery and health, the list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such a a great dosage as a great baseline for most women. I have found a beautiful medium of actually cycling my magnesium. So I actually will take one or two of these. So I'm either getting 500 milligrams or up to a gram of magnesium, depending on where I am in my cycle. So head on over to biooptimizers.com forward slash better and use code better for 10% off of any order, but make sure that the magnesium breakthrough is in your cart. Don't be fooled by the frigid temperatures. Keeping hydrated in the wintertime is super important. In colder temperatures, we sweat more due to a higher metabolic demand of trying to maintain a core body temperature. We lose more fluids and electrolytes through our urine. We lose more water through respiration and just general breathing. And our skin dries out in the wintertime as well. We are a ski family, and over this winter, we have been using Elementee's Chocolate Medley. The chocolate chai is absolutely incredible with some boiling water, a splash of milk, and my kids love the chocolate mint with some hot water. This is our apres-ski. We cozy up with Element Hot After Hours on our cross-country trails. Now, for a limited time, you too can get the Element Tea Chocolate Medley and enjoy them hot as I have been doing with this exclusive insider bundle for you. When you buy three boxes of any flavor, it doesn't have to be the chocolate, it can be any of the flavors that they offer, you are going to get the fourth box free. If you head over to drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Estima, you'll see that exclusive offer at the bottom of the page. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And tell me which of the chocolate, Melody, you love the best. I'm so happy to have you back on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's just my uh, my ego was so happy to learn that our our episode is top ten. Top ten on better. That's it. And very very competitive. <laughs> dumb time to be competitive. But who's, but who's counting? Right. It's like I'm in the top ten. I just want to let you know. Uh, I wanted to. I reached out to you last week around having you back on the podcast for the reasons that we were just talking about in the pre chat. This is such a unique time. There is so much fear, uncertainty. 
I read emails every day. There's just ab- there's depression, there's abject terror and panic that has infected so many of us in North America, in Europe, Australia, you know, all where we have uh, our better listeners. And my concern is that this whole coronavirus COVID-19 scenario has hijacked our limbic systems. It has hijacked our neurology into that, you know, fight, flight, freeze, where we are now making poor decisions based on panic. And I am concerned around the long-term effects of this, where th- whether it's triggering for triggering people who've had past traumatic experiences, whatever that trauma might be, and it's coming up in the present day. And I, we had such a robust, juicy discussion the first time around around why meditation or why mindfulness is, you know, the gateway drug almost to meditation. Why meditation is so important and manifestation. And so anybody that's listening, go back and listen to Emily and my discussion on episode eight on better. But I wanted to build on that today by having you walk us through what a mindfulness exercise might look like. So in practice, like a practical application of that, and also a meditation, what a meditation might look like. And maybe just as a, before we get into it, you can just a quick review of what the differences are there in terms of their definitions. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me back on because I think you're right. I think that there are two epidemics happening right now. And one is the viral one or the pandemic. And the other one really is the stress. And there is a stress pandemic happening alongside this viral one. And while the viral one we're figuring out, um, the stress has been around for a long time. You know, this is not a new human phenomenon. And there is thankfully a cure for the stress pandemic. And it is meditation. And it's been around as long as humans have been around. And so there's nothing new age about this. There's nothing newfangled about this. Humans have had to be resilient since the beginning of time. Humans have had to have a way to get out of fight or flight into what I call stay and play. And if you look at the indigenous peoples of any culture, of any geography, they had different tools to change their neurochemistry, to de-excite their metabolic rate, to become resilient in the face of adversity. And because many of us in recent history have had pretty, I'm going to say easy lives, meaning, you know, we're not living our lives in constant threat of fight or flight unless you came from an abusive home or if you grew up on the streets, which a lot of people have. The majority of us know where our meal is coming. We're not, we're not killing a lion in order to eat dinner. So we're not spending as much time in fight or flight as we used to. And so now this sort of collective shock can be triggering for folks. And I did a podcast a few days ago and with a, a, a coach and she said, what's happening right now is a lot of re-triggering and, and, why that's happening is that largely if trauma happened to us between the ages of zero and eight, the thing that was universal about the trauma that we experienced as children is the loss of control, right? Of like, well, mommy and daddy are getting divorced or daddy's drinking or, you know, something's happening that's outside of my control. And then we cope and we figure out our tools. And then we as adults to have this collective loss of control, like I'm not supposed to leave my house and my industry is changing and now I have to homeschool my kids. And none of this is of our choosing. And so this collective loss of control can be re-triggering and it can really kick up some old stuff. So we can either see that as a huge disadvantage or we can see this as an opportunity to heal the stuff that we haven't healed. 
right? Like, like nature is peeling away the layers and giving us an opportunity to use this adversity as an advantage. And if I'm being honest, I think that this global pandemic is a dress rehearsal for the types of changes and challenges that we might be facing on an ongoing basis for climate change. And I'm not saying that to freak people out or to scare people more, but if you just look at the science and the numbers, you know, this is where we're heading in the not so distant future. And so I actually think that this is, we can use this as a dress rehearsal and figure out what's hard, what's challenging, where do we need to get better? Where do we need to become more resilient? And for a lot of us, it might be healing this, these childhood traumas that we thought we had handled, but maybe we haven't. And for all of us, it's going to be, how do we become more resilient? And this is one of the reasons why I love meditation is that it's the single best resilience tool there is because you're you're not only changing your biology you're also changing your mindset you know you're changing the project the projector through which we see everything you know we're all trying to change the projection oh i don't like this movie i want a different movie it's like well, if you want a different projection you have to change the projector and while we are having a shared collective experience we have what we are in charge of is the questions we're asking ourselves, the interpretation, the filtration device um, for the events in the news. So that was a lot of talking. I'm going to get into the nitty gritty of the techniques because most people are like, okay, that's all nice and fine, but like, what do I do right now? <laughs> can you give me something that can help right now? And so, as you mentioned, the Ziva technique is it's three M's there's mindfulness. There's meditation and there's manifesting. And the mindfulness is the piece that I think we all need to be really leaning into right now because mindfulness is very good at dealing with your stress in the now. Mindfulness is custom designed to create a state change, right? And most of the apps and the YouTube videos and the guided exercises like the ones I'm going to give you right now, um, they are teaching what I would call mindfulness, which is creating a state change. And that's different from the meditation, which is creating a trait change, um, which is healing you on a cellular level, a pre-verbal level, helping to get rid of that stress and trauma from the past. But the reality is if you're in the middle of a crisis, if you are currently in fight or flight, it may not be the time to kick up all the old dust simultaneously. It might be the time to get into triage mode. You know, we might need to stabilize the nervous system first before we start to kick up the dust. And that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to give you some tools, some mindfulness tools that are really good. Even if you feel a panic attack coming on, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you just can't peel yourself away from the social media or from the news, these tools are going to help um, to really quickly shift you from fight or flight into stay in play to relax that vagus nerve, which is the super highway between the brain and body. And then um, we will go through a short silent practice. Um, won't kick up too much dust and then we'll end with a manifestation and this I know I get some eye rolls and you know scientists and doctors are like oh god you know you want me to secret my dreams you want me to just like think happy thoughts and that's not really what manifesting is to me manifesting is, is spending as much time and energy feeding your dreams as you are spending feeding your speculation worry and worst case scenario because right now we all have these two wolves you know we've heard the Cherokee proverb of which which wolf grows and it's like well the wolf that you feed and and right now we can't help but well, we can help but a lot of us are, are feeding a speculation wolf a lot we're watching the news wolf a lot and and what I would recommend is however many minutes you're doing that a day, spend an equal amount of minutes feeding your dreams. What is possible? Imagining this new reality that we want to create on the other side. Because like it or not, 
we're not going back to normal. Like right. there is, this is a there... post coronavirus world now. And I, I yeah. just, I just love what you're saying around your dreams. And this is something that I am surrendering to and embracing much more. And this idea of, you know, your, you will, you will never have a dream that is not meant for you. You know, you will never have desires that are not, you will never have, and I was just having a conversation with uh, David Nagel, who's been on the podcast uh, now twice. And we were talking about, so I just recorded yesterday and he's coming out next week and you're immediately after him. Uh, your dreams are the intersection between you, the physical you, and you know the, the, the quantum or the you that is greater than you. And you will never have desires or dreams that are not meant for you. Like I've never had the dream to become a physicist. I've never had the dream to... Uh, I don't know. In the NBA. <laughs> yeah, to be in the NBA, exactly. But I have other but I have other dreams that are meant for me. So I think that it is useful to be focusing your energy, um, focusing your attention, your brain, your neurology on the things that you do want. And it's all it's almost like the the directive, like focus where you want to go. Whenever you're learning, you know, I just took up skiing this last season. And I hired a ski coach and he was teaching me how to slalom down the hill. And he was like, the biggest mistake that people make is they, they are looking, you know, they see, the, they see where they have to turn and they're not actually looking where they want to go. So if I'm turning on the right, I have to be looking to the left because that's actually where I want to go. And I think that this is a, a nice parable for what you've just said, where we want to be thinking about, we want to be looking where we want to go, not necessarily where we've been. So it's like the projector and the projection, as you were saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And what we put our attention on grows. And if all we're doing is growing the fear, then in the worst case scenario, and people are making jokes about the apocalypse and this, that, and the other, and I get that we have to make jokes and we have to laugh, but also our words have power, right? There is power in speaking into existence, um, the reality that we want to create. And, um, you know, we can do that in one direction or the other. Um, so it's, this is not about Pollyanna. It's not about um, denying what is. I think it's about getting very real, very honest with what is, and then choosing to create the, like you said, the post-corona world on the other side. Yes. Um, good. So anything else you want to cover before we dive into the exercise? No, I'm okay. very excited about this. It's going to be so juicy. I'm very excited for this. <laughs> okay. So um, just a couple of tips for people to keep in mind before we do these exercises. One is that thoughts are not the enemy of meditation. I know that you've likely been told for decades, just clear your mind, just clear your mind, just sit and focus and clear your mind. Not here, not at Ziva, not with me. Thoughts are not the enemy of meditation. Effort is. And just a quick delineation on this. A lot, the reason why a lot of people think that meditation is hard, the reason why a lot of people think that they're meditation failures is that they're trying to do techniques that weren't made for them. They're trying to do monastic meditation practices when they're not monks. And so what I teach at Ziva, it's based on something that's 6,000 years old, but it was made for people with busy minds and busy lives. And that's why you can be effortlessness. You can, you can, you can be effortless, you can be easy, and it's okay for your mind to have thoughts during this. Um, so I am going to walk you through um, a version of the three M's, but it'll be very tailored to where we are right now. Um, I want to really give you the opportunity to, to check in with yourself, to feel 
what you're feeling. And a lot of people are very scared of that as well. Cause they're like, well, if I even put my toe into the water, it's going to be a tsunami. It's going to be a volcano. I'm going to break down, but know that nothing breaks inside of you when you feel your feelings. Not one thing breaks. You just release some toxins out of your eyeballs and then you feel better on the other side. And so we really have to collectively let go of this idea that I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just going to not feel and shove my stuff down because then we have to cut it out as cancer. I mean, then it shows up in these massive problems or catastrophes versus if you just had a five minute cry or if you just told the person that you were angry likely you could have dissipated it very quickly. Yes. So, so our, our theme song with emotion wants to be better out than in. There really is more room on the outside. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's plenty of talking. So um, you don't have to have any fancy fingers. You don't have to sit in uncomfortable positions. I would recommend seated with your back supported and your head free, anywhere that feels comfortable for you. And we're going to start with something called 2x breath, which is so, so simple. Um, You just breathe in through your nose for two and you breathe out through your mouth for four. And the magic happens here in doubling the length of the exhale from the inhale. And and when we do that, we start to soften and strengthen the vagus nerve, which like I said, is that super highway between the brain and body. Because when we're in fear state, when we're in fight or flight, that amygdala lights up and then a lot of energy and electricity and blood is going into the, the fear center of the brain and into our heads when we want to start to feel our feelings and bring our awareness into our bodies. How am I feeling? Letting the brain and body talk to each other. So let's begin simply inhaling through the nose for two and exhaling through your mouth for four. Really good. Inhaling through the nose for two and exhaling through the mouth for four. And we'll continue on inhaling through the nose for two, breathing into the belly, breathing into the heart, and exhaling through your mouth, letting the chest soften, letting the belly soften as you exhale. Good, inhaling through the nose for two, breathing into the belly, into the chest, and exhaling through the mouth for four, letting the chest fall, letting the belly fall. And you can close your eyes if you haven't already, and you can start to take this in your own time. You can elongate it if you like, in for two and out for four, knowing that whatever your rhythm is, we want to double the length of the exhale from the inhale. And on your next inhale, breathing into the belly, breathing space around your heart. And as you exhale, can you imagine your brow softening, the muscles around your eyes relaxing, your jaw dropping? Really good, and inhaling into your belly, breathing space around your heart. And this time as you exhale, letting your shoulders fall, letting your heart open, letting your belly soften. Really good, and on this next inhale, imagine breathing in through the very top of your head, and as you exhale, letting any stress, any tension, any anxiety wash over the top of your head, down over your chest, your belly, and down through your legs your calves, and right down through the bottoms of your feet. So we'll take a few more breaths here, and you can imagine your breath is like a cleansing wave of water just coming in, and as you inhale, it's relaxing all of the muscles, and as you exhale, it's just releasing any anxiety, any speculation, any stress, any need to control, and it's just washing it down through the bottoms of your feet. One final inhale, breathing in through the top of your head, 
And as you exhale, just letting everything soften and relax, letting anything that's not serving you or this moment just drain and drip right down through the bottoms of your feet. Really good. I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, and overall aging well. I personally decided on an infrared sauna from Sunlighten because of the range of far wavelengths and near infrared wavelengths that it offers. Saunas help with detoxification and rejuvenation to rid your body of toxins. It helps with heart health by improving circulation, reducing blood pressure, and helping keep the arteries supple. It helps with muscle recovery by easing the tension and soreness to recover faster. And of course, stress reduction with the warmth and the relaxation of sitting in a sauna it's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount. That is sunlighten, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N.com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout. And now I invite you to put one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly. And we're going to take a moment to check in with ourselves. For many of us, it might be the first time this has happened all day. It might be the first time this has happened all week or all month for many of us. So there's no judgment here. There's no should or shouldn't. This is simply a chance for you to listen to your body. So I invite you to ask the question, how am I feeling? Really, truly, no BS. How am I feeling? How's my heart? How's my body? How am I? How's my spirit? And not letting your hands act as receptors letting your body communicate anything it's been holding on to, any speculation, any control, any anxiety, any fear, just giving yourself full permission to be exactly where you are. If you're sad, it's okay to be sad. We're all grieving. If you're scared, you're allowed to be afraid. If you're angry, please give yourself permission to be angry. Just feel it, feel all of it. Letting your hands be receptors, letting your body communicate, knowing that emotion is simply energy in motion, allowing these emotions to move through you better out than in, better out than in. There is much more room on the outside. Just asking the question, how am I? We're not trying to change it or edit it. We're listening.
You can be a brat, you can be a chicken, you can be whatever, just giving yourself permission. Really good. And when you feel like you've given your body the space and time that it needs to communicate to you, when you feel like you've started to allow these emotions to move, even a little, you can keep your eyes closed, but drop your hands into your lap. And now we're going to drop down inside of ourselves. We're going to give the body a moment to rest to surrender. And I'm gonna give you a phrase that you can think ever so gently, like a whisper of an echo in the background of your mind. Like your favorite song was playing for a while and it got turned off. You can still hear that song like an echo in the background of your mind. So we're simply gonna hear the phrase, let go. Let go. Let go. Let go. Letting it get fainter and finer, letting it drift away if it wants to drift away, knowing that thoughts are not the enemy, you're allowed to take mental field trips. And when you notice that you're off on a trail of thinking, it's all good. You can gently float back to this beautiful anchoring phrase, let go. Giving yourself full permission to be exactly where you are. If your mind is racing, let it race. Know that you have this beautiful anchoring phrase to come back to. If you feel like you're falling into a sleepy feeling, that's fine too. You can let yourself surrender into that sleepy feeling. Just letting this be easy and innocent. Simply hearing the phrase, let go. You're doing great.
keep the eyes closed. We can gently let go of this phrase inside. We're gently cutting the cord to an anchor. And from this space of groundedness, I invite you to think of three things that you're grateful for right now. It doesn't matter how big or how small they are. It could be sunshine, laughter, the fact that you have a place to sleep tonight, someone who loves you. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. And from this space of groundedness and gratitude, I invite you to think of one dream that you have. What's one thing that you would love? It could be something you would love for yourself or something that you would love for the world. It doesn't matter how big or how small, just that it's your dream, a dream. And you're not married to this, likely the first thing that popped into your brain is a fun one to play with for today. You can always change it tomorrow. But now, like you're a little kid playing pretend, I invite you to wake up your imagination and imagine this dream as if it is your current reality. Whatever this dream is, just watching it unfold all around you. What does that look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? Can you imagine hugging your best friend in the park surrounded by children's laughter? <laughs> Whatever your dream is, see it, hear it, and really feel it. If this dream that you have for the world or for yourself was unfolding right now, how would that feel? Would you feel proud, excited, enthusiastic, grateful? Giving yourself the gift of this feeling and breathing this sensation into every single cell in your body. Knowing that this dream is already on the way to you or you wouldn't even want it. And if your mind starts to spin into the when and the how of your dream, you can gently remind yourself that the when and the how is not your job. Your job is simply asking what would I love? Why would I love it? I would love for a mass awakening to happen. Why? Because the world will be so much more fun on the other side. The when and the how is not my job. So what would you love and why would you love it? Just giving yourself permission to dance in this dream for just a moment. 
just imagining it as if it's unfolding all around you like a little kid playing pretend. Really good. Taking a big energizing inhale, starting to oxygenate every single cell and muscle in your body with the frequency of your dream. And as you exhale, letting go of anything that is not serving you or your dream. Really good. One final inhale. Breathing in possibility, breathing in even surrender. And as you exhale, we can shake off our hands, shake off our feet, shake off any last remains of speculation, anxiety, or anything that's not serving us. Shake, 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 shake. Really good. And in your own time, whenever you're feeling ready, you can give yourself a big internal high five and you can start to slowly, gently open the eyes. High fives. We did it. <laughs> that was delicious. That was mm. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Um, so a couple of things that folks can take away from this. One is the 2x breath. It's ridiculously simple, and it's also really powerful. Like if you are um, about to have a panic attack or an anxiety attack, or if you're spinning and your kids are freaking out, or if you're in an ICU, you know, helping people, we don't have time for complicated tools. We don't have the brain space for complicated techniques. It just needs to be simple. Feel your feet on the ground in for two, out for four. Um, and it really, it, it's, a, it's remarkable what a few of those 2x breaths can do for you. Um, the meditation piece we did right now, I mean, we just started with feeling our feelings. And, and look, when we're in a high demand time, when we're in a time of intensity, the first thing we're going to want to do is numb. The, you know, it's shock exists for a reason. Denial exists for a reason. It's, there's a reason why they are the phases of grief. And we have to be diligent about that. We have to watch our tendency to numb. We have to watch our habituated training for decades to not feel our feelings because that's what got us into a lot of these messes to begin with. You know, it's, it's scary. It's brave work to feel your feelings and there is no way around but through. So just, you know, once a day, can you put your hand on your heart, your hand on your belly and just ask yourself, how am I feeling? How am I feeling? And if you need an ugly cry, cry it out. My high school boyfriend wrote me a song and it said, he said, there's more room on the outside. And it's true. It's, there is out here is infinite yeah. in here. If we keep all this stuff inside and I know you said you're a recovering control freak, me too. I like to just keep it all inside and show everyone how perfect I am and show everyone how smart I am and show everyone how under control I am. And, you know, and sometimes that's the reality and sometimes it's not. You know, and, and if we never show our vulnerability, if we never feel our feelings, we're never giving people the opportunity to help us. And likely what's getting a lot of people through this global pandemic is the opportunity to help others. It makes us feel better. It gives us a dopamine hit. It gives us an oxytocin hit to feel loved and connected to someone else. And so I'm speaking to my type A control freaks out there, which I am, I am one of you. <laughs> um, you know, let's give the people around us the gift of helping us when we need some support, when we're feeling a little messy. And I'm not saying you need to become a complainer or that you need to become a basket case. I'm, I'm saying give yourself permission to feel your feelings so that you can sustainably move through to the other side and more sustainably help others, not from a place of martyrdom, but from a place of resilience and from a place of honesty. And I'm preaching, you know, as much to myself as I am anyone else. Um, so 
The meditation piece, I'd say if that's something that people really want to dive deeper into, I would recommend doing a bit of training on it because while it is simple, it can create a catharsis and most of us do need support through that. Um, you know, so we can talk about the programs that I have later if people are interested. But then the manifesting piece is, is simple as well. And that people, I would recommend practicing just because we are spending so much time feeding the worry wolf that we want to spend an equal amount of time feeding our dreams. And, and that could be a simple manifesting right now could be waking up, putting your feet on the ground and saying, today is going to be a great day. And that could be it for you. Today is going to be a great day because then you're saying that to your brain and then your brain is going to look for all of the evidence to make that statement true. Mm-hmm. And, and so it could be, you know, I am going to feel my feelings today. We just want to affirm whatever reality we want to create. And, and, and one of the tricks to manifesting, not to get too deep down the rabbit hole, is that you have to believe that it's possible. And just like earlier you said, I don't have dreams that aren't mine. You know, I have my dreams. But um, right now, if my dream is to uh, lead a meditation at Barclays Stadium across the street from me for 70,000 people, or actually only 15,000 people, like that might be my dream. And it might even be my dream, but that dream is not going to happen in the next month or two. You know? So it's, uh, you have to believe that it's possible, right? And that it might not be in the next month or two, but you can still hold on and, and nourish and let that dream grow mm-hmm. for the time where it will be possible. Yes, yeah. that's right. Because it's coming. That meditation in Barclay Stadium is coming. It's coming. I'm going to be there, girl. <laughs> yes. Can you tell people about your program? I, I have gone through your program. I love it. Uh, tell people what you're doing right now in the wake of this pandemic for, mm-hmm. um, for our healthcare providers and your offer right now. Yeah. So it's called Ziva Online. And I'm so, so grateful that it exists. Um, we actually created the world's first online meditation training, which I know seems crazy, but um, what we did, and then we adapted it and it's called Ziva Online. It's only 15 minutes a day for 15 days. And it teaches you to be self-sufficient in mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting. It's a true matriculation. You're learning the skill, the life skill, the mental skill of meditation so that you have it to take with you for life on the other side. And what we're doing right now is we're offering it free of charge to doctors, nurses, EMTs, anyone who's on the front lines helping to support us with this virus. And as we you know, transition into this new reality, we're offering 100% scholarship to those folks and it's 50% off for everyone else. Um, there's also a payment plan available because I know that people's industries are being rocked. And I know that money is tricky for a lot of us right now. So you can pay over four months if you want. And so that makes it like a little over 50 bucks a month. Um, and, and just know that I never want money to be the reason that people don't learn these skills. Um, and the other thing that we've created is we've created a whole self-care center. So all of my interviews, all of my guided audios, some breath work, movement, tapping, like all of our free resources we put into one really easy to access spot. Um, and that's just zivameditation.com slash self-care. Uh, because I realized that I'm personally, am getting a little stressed about like all of the amazing free things that are out there. But I'm like, but was that on Instagram or Facebook? And what time was it? And when's the replay? And blah, like it's, it's stressing me out. And this is the highest class of problem. But I just wanted to make it very easy for people to have one pace to go with a lot of different tools, all free of charge. So that's at zivameditation.com. You can find both the online course if people want to take it and the free resources are there. Thank you so much, Emily. This has been just wonderful. For those of you that are listening, I highly recommend that you save this episode, download it to your phone, 
you know, use it when you do start traveling again, when you are right now in your home with your family, you can do it together with your family. Uh, you can do it by yourself. And, um, you know, I also just want to personally thank you because I know that I've reached out to you a couple of times around certain, you know, observances that I've had around my own meditation. And you've been just such a wonder, you've been so generous with your time and providing me resources. So I just wanted to thank you for that as well. Oh, it is my absolute pleasure. I love it. I love it when my friends reach out to me and I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing in the world and the, the, beautiful, kind, compassionate, brilliant voice of reason that you are sharing with the world. The world needs more of of you. So it's an honor to be here. Thank you. All right. I will have all of her details on the Ziva online course in the show notes. And we, until, until we get to see each other in person, until I'm at Barclay Stadium with you. Yes. I love it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. And now for the obligatory legal and medical disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and the advice recommendations we discuss do not replace medicine, chiropractic, or any other primary healthcare provider's advice, treatment, or care. In the consumption of this podcast, there is no doctor-patient relationship formed, and the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for primary care, diagnosis, or treatment. This episode is brought to you by yours truly, Dr. Stephanie Asima, and Leverage. Leverage handles all production, creates the images that you see on my social media, and takes out all my awkward pauses. They are my secret magic bullet. You can visit them at getleverage.com forward slash better.